Falco here. I'm fine. This is Peppy. All systems go. Flipping here. I'm okay. I see him up ahead. Let's rock and roll! everybody to the 1997 backies this is our second go around we have so many categories we have expanded we have gotten bigger and better in 1997 <laughs> and uh we have more things to talk about more great games and a movie category as well to throw in here um some decisions to be made if you listen to our past episode we have a lost world jurassic park debate that we need you to settle but because we have more to get into, we have at least five, six categories still to get to for the 1997 backies. Um, for those of you that don't know and haven't heard the previous episode, Mike, how do we sort of explain what the backies are here if anyone hasn't heard it? Yeah, like we could give out video game awards uh, of the year 2022, the year that we're in, the year of our Lord 2022. But we don't <laughs> do that here on Back in My Day. That's what everyone else does. Instead, we go back 25 years and we give awards to the games that came out in 1997 the games that um, we're thankful for, the games that maybe have been forgotten about, and we make up fun, stupid categories. Um, <laughs> some are legit I, I and some are stupid, fun. But I would say important. I would say and, fun well, and important. They're all important. <laughs> yeah, they're all important. So, so yeah, we did it for 1996. We're doing it for 1997. And it's just growing bigger and bigger. It's now two episodes. In nice. Eventually, it'll be our whole show. It'll just be backies. Just backies. All, all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to the first episode, if, if for whatever reason you're, you're queuing into this one first, uh, we have given out awards to the best N64 game with 64 in the title, best franchise starter, best follow-up sequel to an original title, worst game based on a movie. And like I mentioned, we have a category for best version of The Lost World Jurassic Park. And we also had the best game that would later become a blockbuster movie or show and funniest or most ridiculous game title. So check that episode on your feet out on your feed, not feet. It's late. Check it out on your feet and check then let feet. us know. I mean, you know what? I don't know. Maybe you listen to your podcast with your feet I, to, to each their own. It's all good. Um, By now we've already determined our no prize victory for uh, Jurassic that's World. Right. That's right. <laughs> all right. So for this episode, we're going to get into the rest of our categories. We're going to get back into games here. This is the best arcade game you may have played somewhere else. It's a slight variation of what we did for 1996, um, but uh, similar similar feel, similar look and feel. So the categories or the uh, nominees are Mortal Kombat 4, Rampage World Tour, Cool Borders, and NFL Blitz. I have a distinct feeling this one could be difficult to sort of narrow down, um, but... I think for me, as difficult as this is, Ian, you, you were mentioning last in the in the previous first part of the of uh, of the backies that you were surprised that I didn't pick Rampage for for one of the categories. I think I'm going to go with that here. It's hard to pick Rampage over Blitz because I do think that Blitz was like a huge thing uh, for me. But Rampage World Tour, I have a lot of really fun memories and one in particular where we played all 102, 110 levels, whatever it was. 
and uh, and it's a sequel, so it has fun other characters. You can play with three other people, like a four-player co-op thing. So I'm going to go with Rampage World Tour because I played it on arcade, but I mostly played it on N64. So that's, that's why I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to jump in and say NFL Blitz because right. uh, definitely like this is the the backy where it's like, okay, it debuted on one console or platform, but you know you you found it somewhere else, and I think yeah. like for us NFL Blitz, I. Th- yeah, N64. I'm correct in that, right? Like, yeah, 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 That's definitely. what I was playing on. Yeah. I was also playing in the arcade, but like, yep. it was one of those fun ones on N64. We mentioned our love for like NHL hits. It was very much the same thing, but this kind of launched midway, midway game. crazy uh, sports games. Yeah, NFL Blitz for me was like it was great because like as much as I loved playing Madden, sometimes like you want to play Mario Kart 64, not Gran Turismo. You want to play like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You want to play like the fun arcade style game. You don't want to necessarily like sit there and do your playbook and like, yeah, you know, get serious about it. You just want to like have some fun and do some hits. Yeah. So do, some, Blitz, do some hits yeah. with a Z. <laughs> yeah, or Z. Exactly. <laughs> NFL Blitz was a fun NFL one. Blitz. All right, yeah. Mike. This is a tough one, I think. What do you think? Yeah, it's really tough. And yeah, arcades in the 90s, uh, you know, what a place to be i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with uh i think my real my that my heart is behind mortal kombat 4 okay um but well no my head is behind mortal kombat 4 but my heart is behind nfl blitz because i actually nice. played that in the arcade and it was like i don't know playing a sports game in the arcade. arcade like that yeah. is it was like revolutionary it was different for me yep. at least so yep I'm gonna go with NFL Blitz. Nice. Well, I think it, I think it translated well in both in the arcade and at home. Like that's that was that was huge. I think it really it actually really worked. Which like a sports game doesn't always work that way, but I think Blitz definitely made it. So, um, all right, best arcade game you may have played somewhere else. We have NFL Blitz. Cue the applause. That's good. That's good for NFL Blitz. It is. Happy. Yeah. Good. Good for you, NFL Blitz. <laughs> All right, we're going to stick with sports. We're going to go to the NHL games. As mm-hmm. the Canadians, we have to talk about NHL games. And we're going to go with best NHL game. Mike, I'm going to throw it to you in just a second. Great we're category. Go through, the, go through the nominees here. We have NHL 98, which is the EA Sports version of it. NHL Breakaway, NHL Faceoff 98, NHL Power Play, and Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey 98. Now, the reason I want to throw it to you, Mike, is because it's sort of like a precursor to why like this category is sort of like a thing right because yeah this it's it's a category that only could um be for old games you couldn't have (laughs) best nhl game in the year of our lord 2022 because because we've come to a point where only where only one game of our lord has dominated <laughs> the, the, every sport right i love how so, we're preaching 1997 games as if we're going to determine what's hot like oh we're, we're literally literally yeah, mike we're is looking. literally preaching so so like back then in 97 we literally had five nhl games five like i missed the days where you Wild. had multiple uh games in the same sport yeah. right now we just used have... to like two or three but five is Excessive. We have you know with FIFA, it is soccer. You're right. It we is have excessive. Madden, NFL. We have the NHL, EA. Like that's all. It's all you get. Right. You get that's one it. each. That's you're it. stuck with the one game. Back then, you had choice. You had variety. You had competition. Yeah. Which yeah. is Good. So, it's funny. It's funny to look back now and 
people look back now and think, oh, five NHL games came out in the same year. Like, how does that work? So, anyways, and you can uh, see my... that for maybe like NFL, but NHL is like it's not... yeah, well, there was even more. Right? I even think soccer, NHL you know, like Canadian podcasts, and we love hockey, but there was even more NFL games than yes. NHL games. So yeah, um, yeah, my vote is for uh, Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. I have a real soft spot for NHL '98, which I had on PC, which I loved. But I have even more of a soft spot for Gretzky's yeah. 3D hockey, and I think it's that also player. you mentioned PC. A lot of these games you could play on PC, like the NHL. The fact that you had an NHL or a sports game yeah. on PC is just not a thing, not a thing and hasn't been for like 15 years. Like, which is like, how wild. does it? How do things go backwards? How do you? Yeah. How do you have all these PC NHL games and then 25 years later have none? Not like you step backwards. It makes no sense, right? Yeah. So it's just one of those weird things. That's why I'm going to jump in and say mine is NHL 98 for sure. I had it on PC. I thought it was uh, a great game to play on PC. Like it was one of my go-to yeah. games. Um, yeah, just like it felt like the same games you play on console, but ported for PC. It was pretty good. Yeah, they always did a good job. I mean, these are always games that I think me and Mike were talking about a little bit off air. It's like from 95-ish, maybe 96 to like 2001, 2002, if you got the EA ones especially, like those were PC games at the time because they, they most of them, or at least some of them, at least the 97, 96, they couldn't be made for SNES or Genesis or even Saturn sometimes. Like eventually in 98, you could do PlayStation, you could do N64, you could do like all, you know, sort of later consoles. But like these were PC games for me too, for sure. Like yeah. I, I had all of them from like 95 or 96 up until, yeah, like 2000, 2001 that were all PC games, which is crazy because it just has been so long since that happened. But um, I'm going to reference Remember 64 again, guys. Sorry, I'm plugging my other shows. It's just, <laughs> it is what it is. But I replayed Wayne It's Gretzky's a crossover event. <laughs> it's a crossover event that ever that nobody asked for, but they're getting anyway. Um, uh, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey 98. I, pl- I played this uh back in the summer and uh, replayed it for the first time in probably 24 years, 23 years. And it's still great. It's still really fun. It still works really, really well. So that's my vote because a little bit of a recency bias or at least revisiting bias. But, uh, but I, I really, really realized and I completely forgot that is a a super precursor to NHL hits, which we've talked about before and hits are like probably my favorite NHL games of all time. And this has the same announcer. It has a very similar feel. Uh, it has a lot of crazy things going on, just like NFL Blitz does, because it's also a midway game. So, yeah, my my vote's going to go to Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey 98. There are two of them on the N64. I played this one, and I thought it was still a blast and still lots of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm going to play the world's smallest violin for EA NHL 98 because uh, <laughs> I think that like the, that's a, uh, Wayne Gretzky's another great choice. For me, it's just like it wasn't the first EA title, but it was a great EA title, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously kept going every year. But uh, it was it was important too, so I'm glad it got mentioned. Um, good good choice though. And as we speak, the Leafs are going into OT. So <laughs> as of this recording, so NHL, there you go. boom, baby. <laughs> All right, so um, we have a couple of uh, fun categories coming here. Now, this is, you could either call this the Old Man Award, or you can call it the Kids These Days Award, a.k.a. the best game franchise that has (laughs) since been forgotten, or one that kids would have no idea what this is at this time. 
that is the very long title to this. So <laughs> <laughs> it's one this of my has, favorites as well. Yeah, yeah. This, so this is sort of goofy. It's sort of a little like funny title and stuff. But these are all games, at least to me, that I think when I put this together that are franchises that people really enjoyed or games that people really enjoyed. That if you mentioned, hey, did you play this? A kid nowadays, or have you heard of this, would have no idea what these are, or yeah. wouldn't even know what the game was, even if they didn't know what the title is. So, the Kids These Days Award nominees go to Blast Corps, Klonoa, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. I sort of included the whole series in there. Lost Vikings 2 and Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Those are our nominees. All of these are sort of dead franchises, essentially. That's yeah. sort of really the idea of this. So, mm -hmm. um, Ian, I'm going to go to you first. Any uh, any direction you want to go in? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. I mean, the X-Men versus... Uh, X-Men. X-Wing versus <laughs> X-Men versus TIE Fighter. Can you imagine, like, all the X-Wing and the TIE Fighter just coming in? Like, X-Men versus all right. TIE Just well, Wolverine jumping through space, yeah. slicing up TIE Fighters. I think all you need is Wolverine. He'll just tear through an X-Wing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, a TIE Fighter, that's for sure. Or uh, um, Magneto just, like, grabbing all of them and just putting them into, like, a one giant, like, <laughs> ball of metal. Now, now I won't. <laughs> Yeah, like I remember power in the first annual back, as you mentioned, the X Men game. So maybe that's X Men Street Fighter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So X X Men versus Tie Fighter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my actual choice is going to be, uh, it's it's tough, but Turok Dinosaur Hunter because basically, like, I don't even remember it being the best game. Like, I remember pouring a lot of time into this game and being pretty confused by it at first. Uh, and it was <laughs> it was something that, like, you know, it was a different sort of game than what you're used to on N64. There was a lot of similarities. The to controls were weird. But, like, That's all I remember. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. But I remember pouring a lot of time into it and, uh, you know, being forced to play it at friends' houses and stuff. And, like, it's it's... What regardless of whether you think it's a good or a bad game, it, it for me like gets the back for this conversation just because like right. you're definitely not playing Turok right. these days. Dave, I want to hear what Dave playing. says next. Yeah, so I have I have experience with two of these games. Once again, guys, sorry the crossover event continues. Uh, <laughs> the the reason why I included Blast Corps and especially Tur well, especially Blast Corps, I think it's a very forgotten game, but I just played that within the last month. And I also replayed Turok for Remember 64 as well. I played both of these games this year. I, uh, so as you as you move through the level, there are different like zones in each level. And so there's like the outside jungle area and the underwater has its own like environment and, and music. And once you go into caves, it has its own environment and music and stuff. And once I would go into the cave, and see the the little monsters jumping around and the music gets scarier, I would always stop playing. Like, I didn't want to go into the cave. I thought the cave was way too scary. So yeah, I was that young. Enough. Like, I couldn't do it. I had to yeah, watch I had to watch either my dad or my stepdad get through. It was probably my dad. As soon as I got through that cave the first time, it was just, I just blew the doors open. It was so fun. Um, actually, I, I want to talk about that because you're you're talking about the the caves, the different stages and stuff. The level design was actually something that i that I did not comprehend at the time. And you know, you're not thinking about that stuff when you're younger, right? That's never anything that's really top of mind. you're 
oh, this is fun. This is cool. Like that's really as far as it goes. <laughs> and now with so much experience with games and comparing the old ones to new ones and all that type of stuff, like it's it's a it's a very ambitious way to make a first person shooter. I think that's that's what I felt. I felt like it was it was unique and it felt every level felt pretty big. And um, yes, Mike, you're right. Turok does have some funky controls because you're mm -hmm. using the D-pad and the C buttons to walk around and, and look around, which is so funky and weird nowadays because we're used to dual joysticks, right? But that's how they did it on the 64. Um, for so this I, game, I, at least. Yeah. yeah, for that game, at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, Turok is actually a, a cool choice because... I think they could really do something with that. And there was definitely sequels. There was like four of them or something. They were also on Game Boy. I have Truck 2 on Game Boy for some reason. Uh, it's not great, but I tried that out when I replayed this one. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go back to the 64 version. This is not very good. <laughs> but um, I I want to... It's hard because I want to go with like three of these at least. But I think the one that could use the most updating and would probably thrive is Turok as well. I think I'm going to go with Turok because I think Blast yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. I think Blast yeah. Corps would be cool because they could definitely expand upon it and do something different. Cause really that game is just, you're all these different kind of funky mechs and machines I, just knocking yeah. down buildings. That's all I, it is. I, I I'm going to say Turok too. I'm going to say Turok as well because okay. unanimous. It, yeah, it could, it could be really good, like a game where you're a first-person shooter fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. Like that has so much potential to be remade into something awesome. And it's definitely a game that everyone from the '90s remembers, even if you didn't play it. Everyone knows that game. That at least the game, first couple, like for oh, sure. Yeah, on N64, yeah, like everyone knows you're talking about the dinosaur yeah. shooter game. Yeah, but yeah, if you told kids these days, there's no way they don't. How would they know what Turok is, right? But it was synonymous with dinosaur shooter. Back mm -hmm. when I was growing up, everyone knew that Turok was that, whether you played it or not. I don't know if I had a good marketing um, campaign or if it just had good word of mouth or whatever, because I barely played it. I rented it once, probably. Um, but I still know it as that dinosaur shooter I, game. I and played these so a lot. I, I owned the first or second one, and then I played for the first or second one at a friend's place. We always played the multiplayer. Was, again, it was another like first-person shooter yeah. that had multiplayer on 64, like just arena shooter type thing. But I had crazy guns like all these wild things that it came up with the sort of idea of you also you know shooting mm -hmm. people but also dinosaurs and sort of this mix of time travel and stuff like you could really go crazy and just just updating controls and visuals alone could be something cool like they have a remastered or sort of yeah like remastered version or something or sort of updated version you can buy it on steam it's like you know five bucks or something like that for this and the second one and whatever but it's still the same game. So you could play with your mouse and keyboard. Or you could play with your joysticks. But like to update it and really like relaunch Turok would be. Yeah, it would be cool. So crazy. And I really don't think I think you're right. I think if you said there was the shooter where there was like this this uh, native person that was running around <laughs> many arenas and shooting soldiers and dinosaurs, kids would be like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was great. <laughs> 
You know what? That um, would yeah, make so it, I think make... I gotta go with Turok. I think I think that's what we gotta go for, boys. It's, I think it's all right. Uh, solid it, it's that would make for a great open world game, right? Like it's just yeah. Yeah, so and, it could uh, be open world, or it could be sort of like God of War, where it's sort of like a yeah. hub world. You know, you're right. sort of in this area, then you're in that area, like maybe different time and zones or time. When you were talking zones. about it, Dave, I thought about like prey. How prey yeah. adapt to a video game? That would be yeah, insane yeah, yeah. That, to play oh a prey God. video game. If prey yeah. was a game and like call it prey. A predator hunter, you know, like <laughs> it would work. <laughs> exactly. Predator hunter. I, I okay. will say it's actually the uh, perfect backy. title for it. Yeah, 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 right. I will say Lost Vikings too would be kind of cool because Lost Vikings is sort of a um uh, a Blizzard franchise that mm-hmm. was on Super Nintendo and like the early days of, of consoles and PC. And it's essentially a puzzle game with with three different characters they all have different abilities and stuff i think i think you could sort of play basically make the same type of 2d puzzle game like that with like nicer visuals or at least whatever maybe you could do a mobile game with it you could do a mobile game with it they're fun characters like i played them a lot i i didn't play them because they were very difficult to play as but i played against them or with them on the same team with the moba of heroes of the storm because they are a blizzard uh, a char- set of characters and they were in that game as characters and they were fun they're super goofy they're very cartoony like you have a lot of fun with that nowadays and kids would have no idea what they are because they haven't been around for I think 25 years I think it was the last time they had a game was this so that could be something too but the backy for the kids these days award aka the best game or franchise that has since been forgotten and that kids would have no idea what it is goes to <laughs> Turok Dinosaur <laughs> All right, golf clap for Turok. Okay, next up, the game most likely to be featured on The Simpsons in place of Lee Carvalho's putting challenge, which I hope... <laughs> great category. <laughs> which is, I don't know where I came up with this last time, but I was like, this is great. I got to do this again. <laughs> I think I looked up like sports games. It was that uh, random fishing game that sparked your memory. Yeah, one of those, something yeah. funny, yeah. like, over Christmas, I've been watching a lot of Christmas-themed Simpsons episodes, and yes, the Lee Carvalho one is on the one of the Christmas right. episodes, which mm-hmm. popped up this year. And I was like, "This is perfect! Like, this is great for back." Amazing, yeah, for exactly. Sure. So, um, these are all sports games. Uh, some of them good, some of them not so much. But uh, the nominees are Shane Warren Cricket, Winning Spike Arcade Game, All Star Baseball '97, featuring Frank Thomas. And Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey 98, which is making a reappearance. So this is, I, I think it's not, it's, this isn't like, let's award the best game. Because I think, mm-hmm. I think we would just give it to Gretzky. I feel yeah, like yeah, that's no, that's not what, what it's about. Do. Yeah. So I think that's almost in a way that's just being eliminated. <laughs> yeah. It's about capturing the energy of the Lee Carvalho putting challenge. Welcome to Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. I am Carvalho. Now choose a club. You have chosen a Three wood. May I suggest a putter? Three wood. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest feathered touch. You have entered power drive. Now push seven, eight, seven to swing. I think there's a clear winner. You guys might agree with me, but I think Shane Warren Cricket. Okay, it's a random name. And a, and a random sport like Lee Carvalho's putting challenge is funny because it's random name and random sport golf. 
it's a, sl- it's is, a slow sport. And yeah, it's supposed to be for like this eight-year-old kid, like somehow. person I never heard <laughs> yeah. of. And it's cricket, right? So yeah. that makes it hilarious. So that's, I mean, that's my choice. I don't know if you guys will have anything else to say, but that's well, my choice. What's funny is that like, it's not like, um, and winning spike, I should say, is a volleyball game. It's two teams against each other. It's international volleyball. Uh, it's an arcade game. I looked up the visuals of it. It's actually kind of cool. Like the sort of motion capture that they did with it. Sort of like I, the, the the graphics on it. Are, they're not they're not terrible. But Shane Warren Cricket. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up on YouTube and I pressed play on a couple of videos. And the reason why this needs to win whether you guys were to vote for this or not, is that the announcer in the presentation is so similar to what Lee Carvalho has in the oh, nice. that it is so perfect that it needs to win. Just because... You've selected power drive. The fielder isn't going to stop that. Six. Well, that's a cracking shot. That's beaten the fielder to the fence. It's in the air and six. I don't think the captain will be too pleased with his bowler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's not that cricket is a nothing sport. It's huge. People love it. Oh, yeah. it's, not, it's not huge where we are necessarily, at least for us specifically. There's actually a cricket club in Toronto down the street. From there's, where literally a cri- <laughs> there's literally there was a cricket club, a Canadian cricket club that I could walk to in 15 minutes from where I grew up as a kid. And yeah, only but about golf is also me, huge. And on golf is corner. also huge. There's but also the a fact, golf course that I could walk to from my a, house now. Yeah, it's but a random thing to be a video it's game. It's just random. Right? That's, that's the point. It's random the and the announcing is this is just, it's so, has such a low energy and is just so ridiculous. It's just like, all right. And also yeah. cricket's a tough game to translate. Into into a video game because there's so much going on in it. So yeah. I think you both sold me. I think Shane Warren's probably where I'm leaning as well. That's uh, be cricket it, right? challenge or whatever it is. Yeah, he's he's uh, taking a cake. <laughs> Shane Warren takes home takes it home. <laughs> Shane Warren, God God rest his soul. Because I just looked it up and he's not with us anymore. But he, ah, he will live hey, on. He put out. He put his name out there. Yeah, you know, he will live forever. on because he's now immortalized with the backy. The back with the backy, yeah, yeah, and also Same with Mark David. <laughs> also, Shane Wright, uh, or Shane, Shane Wright, Shane Warren, um, had more than one game, so you're a big deal the second you put your name on more than one game. So, yeah, there was should. a 98 version, there's a 99, like it, that's, I mean, hey, it's a big deal. Just he's the Wayne know. Gretzky of cricket, he's the Wayne Gretzky of cricket, exactly. All right. So the game most likely to be featured on The Simpsons in place of Lee Carvalho's putting challenge, Shane Warren Cricket. All right, guys. We have one last one to get to. This is going to move off of video games. And this is going to go into the movie category. We talked a little bit about previously about games that were based on movies or games that had tie-ins to movies or TV shows. But this is going to tie into some episodes that we've done over the course of the last 12 months. And this is super fun because we have six movies to talk about. They all came out in 1997, for better or for worse. We saw all of them. And it is the best twin movie battles of 1997. Ian, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one mm-hmm. because this was your uh, your idea here. And I absolutely love it. Go for it, sir. 
All right, guys, this is an interesting category. Um, uh, it's been an interesting back east ceremony, and I think the important thing to note is that we've had the general theme of 1997 running through our episodes this year, and you know it's popped in and out with our reviews and whatnot. And I think from what I can gather, you don't know what we're going to hit you with the back east, whether it's going to be a no prize, whether it's going to be something we're celebrating, whether it's going to be something that is the worst of all of its category. Either There's way, no you're in the flow to the show. It's just sort um, of like let's just well, do whatever. I'll, I'll like... stop you right there. I think the through line that I've noticed is that it's stuff we like to talk about. So that's basically that's, true. that's true. where we're at uh, with this, and this is why I'm going to try and sway you right off the top with my best battle for twin movies in 1997. We have Spawn, Batman, and Robin. We have Jungle to Jungle, George of the Jungle, and we have Volcano, Dante's Peak. I think. For me, Volcano and Dante's Peak are serviceable action movies and are kind of in the category of like you could debate which one's better for that year. But mm. Spawn and Batman and Robin is going to be my choice with the Ooh. bonus of adding Steel in there and making it a trifecta <laughs> for superhero <laughs> movies competing for the worst superhero movies of 1997. And therefore, their their battle is the most epic. And I think whether you like Spawn or hate Spawn, whether you like Batman and Robin or hate it, they're both competing for some interesting superhero movies of 1997. And we've reviewed both of them on this show, yes. which is why I think the backy should go to Spawn and Batman. Oh my God, we did review both those both this year. Both of them this year. And I'm going on record to say I want to win the summer movie wagers so that I can ensure we don't ever watch Steel. Because I have a feeling <laughs> that like that's something Dave would do to us if he were to win again. <laughs> yeah Dave's stop saying stop saying steel because i'm gonna remember it ideas. and then choose yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so spawn and batman and robin i mean we have episodes on them covered uh this yes. in the past year and we've been talking about a lot of 1997 films some of them good like fifth element some of them bad like spawn and batman and robin so that's what i'm nominating for the backy for i like it uh, Mike, battle go of the twin movies yeah oh, it's a great idea movies. the concept yeah. of to talk about the concept of twin movies okay this yes. is this yes. is the the concept and the idea where two similar movies come out with basically the same premise in, in the same year and i feel like this started happening in the 90s and i feel like people always give the same examples they go deep impact in armageddon and then they say Dante's Peak and Volcano. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I have to go with Dante's Peak and Volcano. And the idea behind the twin movies thing is that it's a, good it's a phenomenon that you see happen. And if you, th- it does happen a lot. Like there was two Jungle Book movies that came out two years ago. There was uh, Avatar Way of Water this year and Black Panther with Namor. It's like these weird, <laughs> there's these weird things that happen where these movies that are like identical. There's, there's two, two Pinocchio, Pinocchio movies this two year Pinocchio or three. Movies. <laughs> and yeah. someone said the theory behind it is that sort of the studios kind of hear the other studios making it and it kind of like forces the other studios hand and they kind of rush to get their movies out. Right. They have sort of movies in the making and they sit on it for years and it's oh the other studios making this movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see it, why it kind of happens, but people always point back to these years in the nineties. I feel like it started in the nineties. That's just twin movie phenomenon. And I have to give it to, uh, Dante speaking Inferno because it, it's a sort of the it's sort of the classic example of the twin movie, right? I, that's that's yeah. why. I have to it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think that's why I was leaning towards that too, is because that is, Volcano and Dante speak are exactly to me what it seems like everybody refers to. Because mm-hmm. not only that, some people get mixed up as to which one's which. Yeah, you know, it's sort of that mm-hmm. like effect of like, and I don't think you can you can mix up. 
I mean, maybe Jungle to Jungle and George of the Jungle, maybe just because of the title. But like Spawn is Spawn and Batman and Robin is Batman and Robin. They're two very different movies because of just the way they're presented. Yeah, I do. But agree, it reminds though. me of when studios were pushing like even recently, like with Civil War and Batman yeah. versus Superman, like studios pushing that superhero film. That's going to really break like, yeah. you know, yeah. break the yeah. mold. I, 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 you get Civil War and you had Batman versus Superman. Like it's it's yeah. happening more and more these days. I feel like I feel like I, I can't even think of the top of my head, but I, I'm sure if you were to look it up. There, it'd be a lot more common in the two late 2000s, 2010s, than even the 90s. They're, they're running out of ideas, man. They're running out of they, yeah. it. Started in 97 or it started in 95, whatever year. Or it's, or and yeah, deep and it's back, just yeah. gotten worse and it's yeah. just gotten worse from there. So I think you're right. I agree. But I, I'm going to go Volcano and Dante's Peak for the exact reasons that you gave, Mike, because I think you said it really well. So I'll, I'll sort of leave it at that. And I do remember it's at the time in, in, in enjoying both these movies. I do. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a, yeah, it's a good, good choice. Good. Like I mentioned them up top, but at the same time, like I tried to give it back to Batman and Robin on the show. And uh, it's fine. <laughs> Not on my watch. Not on my watch, friend. Not on my watch. Listeners, I tried. You know, I, I had fun doing those episodes. So that's why I tried to. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, you're breaking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that Mike? What? But I think you're you're absolutely right. Volcano and Dante's Peak deserve to be in the conversation because they're one of the originators along with, uh, you know, uh, Armageddon and. Uh, what was it? Deep Impact? Deep impact. Yeah. So yeah. who, just, who remembers that other one? <laughs> uh, but yeah. that's the thing about Dante speaking Volcano. I think they're more so in the conversation than Armageddon because they were close in quality. It's not like you mm-hmm. had one and then you had another. And that's true. Very, that's very true. clear which is the winner. In this one, it's like, okay. What and, I'm really... and in the same respect, Spawn and Batman and Robin. Spawn and Batman. I, I was going to say Spawn and Batman. That's just not the classic example people give, so it doesn't shrink. But I will be interested. I really want to keep this category going, and I want to see if next year we can find twin movies in 98. The year after that, we can find twin movies yes. in 99. Yeah. I yes, really want to idea. see how far we can keep this category going. It's a really yeah. good idea. It's really fun. I, I don't I don't want to do the research, so Ian, this one's on you. Yeah, that's on you. Know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. All right, um, the first the first backy to a movie, because it's the first like strictly movie ooh, category, wow. goes to volcano slash Dante's Peak. So like you said, uh, Mike, golf clap. I already like secretly awarded the, the Lost Girl Jurassic Park a backy before. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um okay, so the nineteen ninety-seven backies. Gentlemen, this is great. Cheers. Cheers again as we uh end our, our second go around for the backies for ninety hey. seven. Um, we had some great great backies this year it it was Uh, honestly it's fantastic more categories the better uh next year we're going to keep getting bigger and better uh jeff keely's going to have to give us a call and and sort of up his game uh (laughs) next december because it's just not it's just sorry man so you know fellow uh fellow canadian he's just he's falling behind he's falling behind guys yeah Um, i I must say i'm i'm just proud that we were able to give heroes of my magic 2 a backy because i think that franchise is very special to me and evidently mm-hmm. to power yep. as well and you know i even mentioned it on my first episode back in my day episode 25 i mentioned uh here's my magic three yep. and that just goes to show you like this is why we do the back these things we want to talk about like, exactly talk about from our childhood so yeah, it's because exactly. we have no time to play the well at least me i have no time to do these things now so it's, i'm just living in the past basically back when <laughs> i used past, to have some time to have fun <laughs> Living in the past. Good point. Past. My memories are fun. My life now sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, it's exactly. Essentially, that's what it is. Being an adult is overrated. Don't grow up, kids. Well, our don't grow up. Host, Dave is having a lot of fun reviewing games, so I don't know. It's not all. Bad. I, I'm I'm reviewing new stuff, but I'm also reviewing these 64 games. So you know, I'm going back and forth. Exactly. So 
Um, okay, so 2023 is here somehow 25 years ago was 1998 so we have 1998 stuff to go through now um there's no spawn to go back to there's no batman and robin but there's other things we're gonna get to and uh for better or for worse we're gonna start looking through 1998 games and movies so look forward to that going forward um until that time mike where's everyone following our stuff online so find us on basically all the social media apps at day back in uh, the best place to follow us is on Patreon, patreon.com slash back in my day. And the podcast is called Back in My Day. Find us on basically all of the podcast apps, Spotify, Apple, Google, Overwatch. Overwatch? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Overcast? Overcast. Overcast. <laughs> Overcast. That's it. Overcast. Sorry. I mean, I play Overwatch too. I like it. I mean, it, find so... us playing Overwatch. You can find mode, us playing Overwatch as well. Uh, down yeah. in the bronze leagues. But yeah, and, so. Yeah, down in the bronze leagues. <laughs> I want to jump in and thank our listeners once again because we're nearing 150 episodes of Back in My Day. When we hit 100, we did a movies discussion with a bracket and everything. Mm -hmm. And we also did a games discussion. So you got to go back and check that one out because it might feature one of our favorite games of all time from 1997. Yes. QQ. You're right. For sure. Yeah. So Um, we really appreciate everyone listening. And yeah, you know, hit us with with those five star reviews on whatever you're listening to. That really helps. Leave us a little review. Also, that helps. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks everyone for for sticking with us. Uh, our inconsistent schedules are not the most convenient, but you know what? Life happens, shit happens, and uh, that's really what the last three years are all about. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you on the other side, and uh, happy 2022 and 23. We'll talk to everybody soon. Please play the ride out music of just like Goldeneye 007. Just like music, just like.